What's up, Buttercups? I want to start out by saying how truly blessed I am to be married to uh, Frank. He has worked for several, several hours to make sure I had the easiest, best platform to record and edit and publish my podcast. He's stopped what he's doing now for like the hundredth time to help me because I'm just no good at the technology part of this. I just want to give him a huge shout out because there are so many of my dreams that would not be reality without him. So with that being said, there are some new features that I'm able to add to my podcast starting today. Um, some little fun things. So I hope y'all enjoy them. So let's move right on into it. Um, and I have a few questions to start off this podcast. Are you an all or nothing kind of person? Do you self-sabotage with not fully committing to things or only commit to things that you know you can do perfectly? Does feedback make you defensive? Are you critical of others? Are you a procrastinator? Are you reluctant to try new things or to challenge yourself? Does negative self-talk like I'll never be able to achieve that or I'll never be able to be good enough, does that go through your head? All of these things are symptoms of perfectionism. And as a recovering perfectionist, I can't believe I just admitted that, um, I can say these things and I can say recovering because I have to work on um, all the things I'm about to discuss with you literally every day. Um, perfectionism creates feelings of never enough. Um, and feeling like you're never enough is a trap. Hindsight is always 2020, and I promise there will always be a way you could have done something better. Always. Um, this feeling of never enough will create two types of perfectionists, or either one of two of these types. Um, the first is a rigid perfectionist. These people are beholden to their routine. They don't deviate from it. Um, they have a playbook. Everything's written in. Time, place, noted. They're, they're very strict on, on what they do, when they do it, and how they do it. And they do these things. And most of the time, better than everybody else. Um, the second is those who suffer from what I like to call the complacency frenzy. Um, these types of people say, if I can't be perfect, why bother? Um, if I can't do it all perfectly, then I'm a failure. Um, both of these types, it's hard for them to see the middle ground. Um, and they're terrified of failure. Um, perfectionists equate failure to achieve goals with a lack of personal worth or value. And I come in as the, the second type. Um, the complacency frenzy type. Now, the root cause of these two mindsets is believing that you have to earn love and approval um, or low self-esteem. Um, and some of these things we are taught to us, is taught to us as children. And I don't think it's intentionally, intentionally taught, but it's taught nonetheless. Um, now, on the surface, as parents, I feel like uh, people teach their children to seek approval. And that seems like it's just part of life. Um, it seems the way um, the way that just regular life goes. And it seems like it should be a, a truth of you do good things and 
your you get approval. You do bad things and it's disapproved. Um, but there's a hidden danger here. The danger is that when we prime our children and we raise them with the understanding that they need to constantly look outside of themselves for a sense of validation and worth um, and value and purpose, um, that the child's inner radar gets distorted and they lose the ability to gauge and to be their own inner determinator of where they need to go in life and what they need to do. Um, they begin to depend on this external validation. Um, and some of the ways that we teach this to children, and this isn't just parents, this is anybody that has an influence on your on your child, even aunts, uncles, you know, actual teachers. Um, so if your child brings home a good report card, you give um, them tons of praise and love and attention. Um, or you give them a cold shoulder when your child disappoints you. Um, those are ways that we teach this. Um, another way that we can influence our children to become these perfectionists is we're overcritical. Um, we use overcritical as a way to motivate. Um, you know, we we don't so much encourage, you know, and, and try to point to the positive. It's we show the negative and that's what they should improve. Um, being a preoccupied parent is another another thing that people do. And when you're preoccupied as a parent, that results in children who feel forgotten, unacknowledged, unimportant. Um, and that results in, in low, low self-esteem for, for children as well. Um, this is another way when parents engage in excessive fighting or maybe one parent is um, like distraught or acts unpredictably around the child. Children absorb negative emotion, emotions um, and intense conflicts that are experienced by children um, where, where they see it as extremely threatening or fear driving. They lead the child to believe that they caused this. And um, this feeling of being, quote unquote, tainted can be carried into adulthood. Um, it's easy for young people, children and young people, to feel swallowed up in a world beyond their control. Um, this leads to feelings of ineffectiveness, powerlessness, worthlessness. Um, it leads to questions like, why am I here? What uh, do I matter? And inevitably, um, the answers to these questions pose a significant challenge um, for them. And it also kind of blinds them to their self-worth when they don't have the answers to these questions. Um, sometimes we get locked into a certain pattern of decision-making and acting. Um, and we can't get past that. And this affects perfectionism. Um, maybe you haven't been a very good friend in the past. Um, maybe you didn't apply yourself in school or you didn't go to college. Um, maybe you participated in risky behaviors like drug use. Um, you may go around just thinking you're just that quote unquote kind of person who behaves in those ways. Um, you may even get to the point where you dislike yourself because of those past choices. 
and you don't think that you can change courses now, like you're, it's too far gone. Um, so therefore you won't even try. So you'll continue making choices that reinforce your own negative self view. All of these things are root causes for people trying to be perfectionist or wanting to, or having that, this drive to be a perfectionist. Um, I struggle with perfectionism. Like I, like I said, mine is more of the, you know, if I can't do everything perfectly, then I'm not going to do anything at all type thing. Um, and that's led to a lot of problems and personal problems in my life. It's led to, you know, eating disorder. Um, You know, I've read that bariatric surgeons say that um, they see a high correlation between perfectionism and obesity. Um, Experts in eating disorders say perfectionism is often the root of eating disorders like anorexia, bulimia, and binge eating. Um, Marital problems have been a result of me and my perfectionism. Um, perfectionists often feel that they always have to be strong and in control of their emotions. Um, so they may avoid talking about personal fears and inadequacies and securities, um, even with their spouse. So this naturally um, limits emotional intimacy in a marriage. Um, it's also led to anxiety. Having unrealistic expectations about yourself can contribute to increased feelings of anxiety and dissatisfaction. Um, And it's usually the result of trying to live up to an internal idea um, of who you should be and what you should do and what you should be able to accomplish. Um, But it also can be motivated by the fear of worrying about how others see you and what they think about you. It's also held me back from doing things that I've really wanted to do. I've had a blog or podcast on my list for so long and haven't done it because I was afraid of failing or not fully committing because it is one of my biggest flaws. Um, I'll start something and if I can't do it good enough or up to my expectations, I just quit altogether. Um, So if you battle with some of these things like I do. Um, I want to give you some things that you can do to identify and combat um, perfectionism. When you feel the need to give up or be extreme, because you're going to be on one end or the other, the first thing you need to ask yourself is why. Why are you feeling like that? Um, Because really, you don't have to prove your worth to yourself or anybody else. You are worthy of love and acceptance right now, just the way you are. Um, the next thing you need to ask is what do you really want? Um, you may not know the answer to that the first time you ask it, maybe the second or third, but I'll tell you the trick to finding out what you really want is pushing past the negative noise in your head, that noise of perfection or complacency. And you have to hear what your heart has to say about it. Um, this is the key being perfect or collapsing is all in your mind. Um, what you really want and need comes from your heart, and that's what you have to learn to listen to. Um, another thing that um, I see personally, so and I see this in other people, is are you creating good things in your life, or are you creating proof that you aren't failing? 
are you really truly enjoying life or are you trying to show everyone how much you seem to be living an amazing life? You know, you're doing this thing, whatever it is, but there's two different reasons. The intention is what creates the problem. Are you doing it because it's good for you and you enjoy it and it's making you happy or are you doing it to show other people or to prove yourself? Um, that That's where the problem comes in is when you're not doing it for you, you're doing it for validation. Um, and let's just talk about something real quick. Does failure feel awful? I know it does. And that's kind of the point. You know, I think people downplay that and they make it seem like failure is just a part of success and it's not really failure. Let's be honest. Failure is hard and it's stressful, but it is necessary. So if you're super stressed out because your failure is completely uncomfortable, that's how it's supposed to feel. You aren't supposed to be an overnight success. You know, you want you are supposed to wonder if anything you're doing is actually working because that means you're doing something right. Um, it's all part of learning. It's all part of working your way to wherever it is you're trying to go. Failure is part of it. And it feels completely awful. But that's when you know it's working. It's kind of like working out when you're working out and it hurts all over. But, you know, it's just part of the process. Does I mean, does it still hurt? And is it still uncomfortable? Yes. But that means it's doing what it's supposed to do. Um, so there are some things that you can do to shift your mindset. Um, from feeling like your life has to be perfect to creating a life that is better than perfect. Um, and once you can see that life can be better than what your idea of perfect is, it's it, it just changes everything. So some things that you can do is you learn to be curious, not afraid. This means that you are eager to learn and you're and you want to take on something new and you're not worried of that something detrimental will happen if you do it. Um, like not being able to do it perfectly. You're you're more excited to start the adventure of doing this thing. Um, you need to adopt a new mentality. Flexible, not perfect. To do this, you have to let go of that success failure mindset. Like I say all the time, I'm a very black and white person. You have to live in gray sometimes, <laughs> more often than not. Um, myself, I have to lean more into my mediocre side. You don't always have to be exceptional. It always doesn't have to be picture perfect. Um, another thing that you need to do is find fulfillment in the try, not the outcomes. Um, focus on the progress. I mean, it's okay to not be good at something and just enjoy trying. Like, so here we are finding joy in the process of making this podcast. Is every single episode perfect? No. Do I say all the right words perfectly? No. Do I stumble over my thoughts? Of course. But you have to be okay with being completely off with something to be able to evolve and grow and become better. Um, you're just not going to start out being 
a great speaker and say all the words right. And you've got to be okay with that and put yourself out there anyway. And yeah, sometimes you have to lean into the mess that you are instead of thinking um, there are certain a certain molds you have to fit in and a certain way you have to be. Um, another thing is stop creating unrealistic standards and goals for yourself. Um, and it's this, it's, it's like a subconscious thought that if I could accomplish this, that would be evidence that I'm not a failure. Like I feel like I am 90% of the time. It's not all or nothing. And once again, you have absolutely nothing to prove to yourself or anybody. Um, you have to get over that. And if the, you think that you do, then you need to identify these negative noises when they come into your mind and keep telling yourself that they are lying to you. You know, you will lie to yourself to justify the way that you are a lot. And you have to learn to identify these things because if you don't identify them, <clears throat> there's absolutely nothing that you can do about them. Um, stop substituting love and joy and presentness for the next best thing. All the next best thing does is diminish gratitude. It robs us of contentment and blinds us of the joys of today. We need to understand the difference between settling, which is accepting less than what we're worth, and being grounded and grateful for the particular life that we have right here in this moment. Um, accepting who you are and what you have right now in this right now. In this present moment, what you are, what you have, where you're at, what that does is give you freedom to evolve, coming from a place of peace, not a place of frustration. Um, and when you do that, you can start enjoying the power and beauty of the moment at hand. And you're not stressed about all the things that you're not or all the things that you can't do. You just see where you're at and you you start finding joy in that moment. And that inspires you to do better and to be better and to grow. Um, another thing is you really, what other people think about you is really none of your business. You cannot control what other people think about you. Absolutely can't. I mean, you can do things that affect people's, you know, view of you, but you, at the end of the day, you can't, Control. If people aren't going to like you, they're not going to like you. If they think that you should be more than what you are, then they're going to think that. If they think that you're not successful, then they're going to think that. You know, you you need to quit paying attention to other people's opinions of you. Um, you have to stop basing your self worth on what other people say. You know, should be what they what they determine should be the, the um, definition of your self-worth and who you are as a person. You also have to remember this, and this is big, y'all. Remember things continue and end the way they begin. Would you rather start your journey from a place of fear and contentment, resentment, jealousy, frustration, guilt, um, doubt. Would you rather start your growth process and, and I always just call them journeys because that's what they are. They're one day at a time, one step at a time. Or would you rather start it from with a feeling of, you know, capable, confident, curious, empowered, grateful, passionate, 
happy, worthy. You know, which point would you do you really want to start at? Because that's how you're going to continue it. If you start your your journey of like, I'm going to, you know, have a successful business and it starts from a place of frustration. It's going to continue in a place of frustration. It's going to end in frustration. That's all with your view. It's all with what's in your head of how you see it. If you start it from a place of empowered and grateful and worthy, that's how it's going to continue up until the day that it ends. Um, Just keep that in mind. Um, And that's pretty much the gist of everything I wanted to kind of get across to you guys um, in this podcast. You know, success is not final and failure is not fatal. It's the courage to continue that counts. So let's just remember that. Uh, So thanks again, everyone. I hope this helps y'all as much as it helps me. Um, And my philosophy is this. And this is something that I live by and always have and I always will. Don't ever, for any reason, do anything to anyone for any reason ever, no matter what, no matter where or who you're with or where you're going or where you've been ever for any reason whatsoever. As always, you can find me on Facebook and Instagram. Yay! Like my Facebook page and leave me a comment. Let me know what you think. And remember, it's a good day for a good day. <laughs>